Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. This is the Falcoholic Podcast, official podcast of the Atlanta Falcons on the SB Nation Podcast Network. I'm Dave Walker, and on today's podcast, we're going to recap the advanced stats in the Falcons' win in Week 5 over the New York Jets in London, 27-20. to This was arguably one of the most impressive games from the Falcons all season on uh, both phases, offense and defense. Special teams, not so much. Uh, <laughs> we're not going to cover that, but let's just say that uh, they left a lot to be desired for the second week in a row. Uh, but for the offense and the defense, very, very strong showing. And before any of you come after me, yes, I know it was the Jets. Um, yes, I know that they are not a very good team. However, the Falcons took advantage of it. Uh, they uh, took advantage of a very good Jets defensive line, a defensive line that came into this game with 13 sacks, ranked uh, third, tied for third in the NFL, and they walked away with no sacks on the day against Matt Ryan. Uh, Just a great performance all around from the offense. And the defense, I think, uh, did some really good things regardless of the talent that they were facing. Uh, But with that said, let's take a look at the offense and how they played in this game. The guys who ranked at the top of uh, Pro Football Focus's statistics on the game. Uh, We're going to take a look at the top five guys, the the bottom five guys, and just uh, give some thoughts on some of the guys as well, some important uh, positions on this uh, offense. So let's start at the very top. The highest ranked player for the Falcons, this will come as no surprise to those who watch the game, tight end Kyle Pitts. The rookie in 54 snaps scored in fantastic 91.1 overall grade, 90.8 as a receiver, but maybe even more impressively uh, as a pass blocker, scored a 75.1, 54.4 in run blocking. But obviously the the story of the day for Kyle Pitts was his work as receiver. He was fantastic. uh, And the PFF grades align with that. And it makes sense. Uh, Number two, probably not a surprise as well. Quarterback Matt Ryan. Uh, 90.2 overall grade. This is the second week in a row that Matt Ryan has had a grade of 90 or higher by Pro Football Focus's metrics. Now, I want to point this out because I found this to be a very notable stat, something that could mean a lot more as the season progresses. In the seasons 2019 to 2020, so that would be under Dirk Cutter, Matt Ryan had just one game. One game in two seasons, two full seasons under Dirk Cutter, he had just one game with a grade of 90 or higher, according to PFF. Now, I know pro football focus is not the end-all be-all. Again, as with all of the metrics you look at, please you know, juxtapose that against what you see from the game, draw your own conclusions. But based on their metrics, Matt Ryan, 90-plus only once under Dirk Cutter, he is now got two 90-plus games by PFF's metrics in two games in a row under Arthur Smith. Is this a trend? Are we going to see this continue? I mean, I hope so, 
Uh, obviously, small sample size, but uh, I think in just five games for Ryan to do that twice compared to uh, what he did under Dirk Cutter is pretty notable. Likewise, the last time Matt Ryan had two or more games uh, with a PFF score of 90 or higher was 2017. Uh, now, he's had a lot of games where he was in the 80s, uh, the high 70s uh, throughout those years. But the last time he pulled this off was in 2017, and that would have been uh, also the playoff season for the Falcons coming off of the uh, 2016 season with Kyle Shanahan. So Ryan, uh, really fantastic the past two weeks, and I think this game was just another example of what he can do in the right scheme. All right, number three on this list, right guard Chris Lindstrom. He has become a regular feature of the top five, uh, 79.2 overall grade. Uh, really dominant as our best run blocker, 80.2. Sufficient in pass blocking, 64.2. But right now, he is one of the top-ranked guards in the league when you factor in uh, players that have played at least 50% of the snaps. Uh, Lindstrom is really getting it done. And obviously, you know, we spent a first-round pick on him. You would hope that would be the case. Uh, And it looks like that is absolutely coming to fruition. So, uh, just a, a complete staple on the interior of this offensive line in his third year. He may be on his way to becoming a regular in uh, all pro uh, or at least pro bowl uh, consideration and maybe eventually all pro he's, he's really had a great season so far. Good to see him again at the top of this list. Number four, fullback Keith Smith, 14 total snaps. So take it with a grain of salt, but a 79.0 overall grade, 79.5 is a pass blocker, so he really helped out in taking on uh, blitzes and helping his pass blocker. And 73.7 as a run blocker, which is what he is here for. Great job by him. Number five, a uh, guy who has been a regular on the list, getting more snaps as well. Uh, dynamic weapon, Cordero Patterson. Uh, 46 snaps in this game, 75 overall grade. as a receiver, 76.3 as a pass blocker, and 60.9 as a runner. So again, really doing more sort of as a receiver, a backfield receiver. Um, But yeah, he is uh, turned into one of the best weapons that the Falcons have. Uh, Really, really good to see him uh, continuing to uh, just become one of those guys that you can rely on on a regular basis. All right, the bottom of this list. This name will not surprise anybody. Uh, Tight end Hayden Hurst. 43 snaps, he had a 41.7 grade, uh, 44.9 as a receiver. Clearly, his inability to secure the ball, uh, the, the key fumble early on, and then another fumble that went out of bounds and caused them to not gain any yards on the play. Uh, he had some issues with ball security in this game, so this one makes a lot of sense. Rough day for him. Hopefully, he can bounce back. Uh, we're going to need him going forward if this offense is going to continue to be effective. It was clear there were, you know, he had the touchdown early on where Matt Ryan, you know, got it to him in a, in a tight window and he was able to take it in. But we need to see a lot more from Hayden Hurst. He's been uh, a bit of a letdown so far this season. Right above him, uh, running back Mike Davis, 50 total snaps, 50.1 overall grade. Uh, really got knocked as a runner, 47.6 uh, for his you know, running back duties. Uh, and just poor afternoon from him, uh, according to PFF. I didn't think he was that bad. Uh, I, I would dispute this a little bit. I felt like he was a little bit better than what this score showed, but uh, they've got him as second worst. Number three, Alameda Zacchaeus, uh, wide receiver one. 
Oh, that's so painful to say. My God. Uh, wide receiver one on the day uh, did not live up to it. Uh, no big surprise there. 66 total snaps, 50.7 overall grade. He did have another drop. Uh, just obviously, he is not meant to be a wide receiver one. I think in a limited role, uh, really, this guy probably should be like wide receiver four or wide receiver five. Of course, with Calvin Ridley out, Russell Gage out, uh, he was the top guy, and you can't blame him for being in that circumstance, uh, but he certainly didn't deliver. Right above him, with limited snaps, three snaps, Wayne Gallman, uh, running back, 51.7 overall grade, a 14 as a pass blocker, so he must have really whiffed on something there. Uh, and then right above him, wide receiver Christian Blake, uh, who had 16 total snaps and had a 56.8 overall grade. Now you'll notice there were no offensive linemen in the bottom five, and that is actually really encouraging. Um, Jake Matthews was number seven, Matt Hennessy, number eight, uh, Jalen Mayfield, number 10, uh, Caleb McGarry, number 11 on this list. So uh, what we saw overall in the day, Matt Hennessy did struggle a little bit in pass blocking. He had 35.2 grade overall. Not great, but uh, obviously he wasn't a major factor. Uh, Ryan had time in the pocket, clearly took advantage of it. Uh, but he was actually one of our highest graded run blockers. And I did think the offensive line did a much better job with run blocking in this game. And PFF seems to align with that. Uh, Jake Matthews with a very good game overall. Uh, Jalen Mayfield bouncing back 64.6 overall grade uh, and really good in run blocking, uh, 67.1. Uh, and McGarry, not too bad, 61.2, sort of you know average, below average, uh, 65.3 as a run blocker. Overall, these guys, I think the PFF probably aligns to what you would see if you rewatched the game and focused on them. They did fairly good as a run blocking unit, and they were good enough, probably average to just below average um, as a unit in pass blocking. So those are the key scores on offense. Uh, we're going to talk about this defense. They only allowed 20 points. Yes, they took advantage of a very bad rookie. Uh, but you still get credit for that in the NFL. And they helped uh, the Falcons secure this win, uh, the 27-20 win in London. But before we talk about them, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. This is Advertiser Content, brought to you by Frito-Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy, here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down... We break down who will be cutting... Cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snack-It. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void where prohibited. Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. And we're back on the Falcoholic Podcast. We're talking about the Falcons' 27-20 win, specifically the advanced stats and what it says about the players in this game uh, for the Falcons and how they fared. We're talking about the defense now. 
We already went through what the offense did. We're very happy with that performance. I actually think the defense deserves a lot of credit here as well. Let's start with the guy at the very top. The Falcons were missing a key safety. Eric Harris was out in this game. This guy stepped in, and he had a monster game. Safety Jalen Hawkins. This is really encouraging. He is a second-year player. One of the guys that really sort of emerged as a surprising standout in the preseason. 90.7 overall grade. Just, again, to recap, anything 90 or higher is essentially like all-pro level. (laughs) That is, uh, you can't say enough about Jalen Hawkins in this game. He obviously had that key interception uh, early on. Now, the Falcons didn't take advantage of it, but he broke on that ball, uh, made a fantastic play, a diving interception. Uh, and honestly, the pass, if it had gotten past him, that could have been a touchdown for uh, the Jets. So 90.7 overall grade, 89.6 in coverage, uh, phenomenal. 75.2 in, as a tackler. So that is a, a very strong grade again. Uh, The only weak part of his day was in run defense, and it wasn't that weak at all. 61.7, that's respectable. Uh, So fantastic day from Jalen Hawkins. You have to think he is going to continue to get more and more snaps as this season progresses. Uh, Great to see that out of him. Um, A.J. Terrell was number two on this list. Again, uh, really excited about what he is turning into in his second year. 77.1 overall grade, 76.8 in coverage, and also really good tackling grade, 77.8. Terrell is turning into a guy that now he is, I'm not going to say he's shutting down one side of the field, but he is just not getting targeted much. And that is a very promising sign going forward. So really love what we've seen on him. Now, the next two guys had limited snaps, so keep that in mind. Uh, Jacob Tuyoti Mariner, uh, outside linebacker, eight total snaps out of 56, 77 grade, uh, 76.3 as a pass rusher. So maybe JTM uh, is going to earn some additional snaps. Remember, a couple weeks ago, he was inactive on game day. Um, Maybe this is an opportunity for him to show that uh, in the right situations, he can be a contributor. So hopefully he'll build on this. His tackling is still a problem, 28.5 overall grade there. Uh, but still finished with a 77 on the day. Nose tackle, Mike Pinnell. Barely remembered this guy was on the roster. <laughs> was number four on the day with a 73.6 overall grade. He had five snaps. Small sample size, again, keep it in mind. Uh, number five was Brandon Copeland, linebacker, 16 snaps with a 67.3 overall grade. Uh, The bottom five, before we talk about some of the key standouts uh, and and key names that we want to highlight that were maybe in the middle of the pack here, Um, Deron Harmon was at the bottom, 28.7 overall grade, Uh, was our best, one of our best tacklers, 77.2 overall. In fact, the the entire defense was really strong uh, on tackling except for a couple of key guys, Um, but his 32.3 coverage grade from Deron Harmon was one of the worst, uh, was the worst for the team on the day. Um, defensive uh, lineman tackle Taquan Graham with 21 total snaps had a 33.0 overall grade, uh, 36.7 in run defense and 51.8 in the pass rush. He's a rookie. So obviously we're going to see these bumps in the road. Hopefully he'll continue to get snaps, uh, continue to grow, but rough day for uh, the rookie third up from the list, Tyler Davison, uh, 28 total snaps, 37.9 overall grade, 
next up from him, uh, in fact, the next two guys up from him are both of our starting linebackers. Did not want to see this. Deion Jones with a 40.6 uh, and Foye Luakun with a 52.9. Um, now, Dion uh, had a good score in pass rush, 66.6. And Foye had a good score in uh, tackling, 80.5. But I think some of this is coming down to just the Falcons uh, missing tackles, missing gap assignments. uh, And right now, Foye and Dion just aren't scoring well by PFF's standards. So a little bit frustrating to see. And hopefully we'll see some improvement from them over the next few weeks. All right, where did some key names show up on this list. Well, first of all, Grady Jarrett, surprisingly, in my mind, uh, was number 12 on the list. And he got a 29.9 for tackling, which I felt was, I don't know. I don't understand that. He had a 58.6 overall grade, 66.7 as a pass rush. So that makes some sense. He did uh, collapse the pocket a few times. Uh, I felt like he was much better than this, but I guess, you know, we'll have to go back and watch that. Dante Fowler was right behind him, number 13 with a 58.0 overall grade and a 65 uh, on the pass rush. Um, Interestingly, if you take out the guys with limited snaps, uh, if you take out Tuyo Tamariner, Mike Pinnell, uh, TJ Green, who was number six, by the way, TJ Green was the guy who took out Alameda Zacchaeus on that punt uh, that ended up getting downed inside the 10. Uh, So clearly he is not getting uh, dinged too hard here for special teams, what he did on special teams. But uh, TJ Green was number six on this list. If you take out those guys with limited snaps, the next guy up is Richie Grant. Now, I know many of you have been wanting to see him on the field. Uh, he finally got significant snaps, 28. That was half of the 56 defensive snaps on the day. Richie Grant had a 64.0 overall grade. That's very respectable. Run defense, 75.8. Really good. 79.6 as a tackler. Coverage grade was 55.6, so a little bit subpar there. Uh, but Richie Grant overall with a, a strong debut, uh, his first real significant snaps of the season outside the special teams. So great job by Richie Grant uh, on the day there. And uh, Adili Kumbo Ogundeji, our hopeful future pass rusher. Again, sometimes these PFS scores confuse me. I felt like he had the kind of impact you wanted to see. He got 30 snaps on the day, but only registered a 56.8 overall score. in tackling, which is weird because he had that one just fantastic open field tackle where he took down the wide receiver on the wide receiver screen. Uh, Perhaps we missed uh, or I missed some of the plays uh, in real time. Uh, 62.7 as a pass rusher, so a little bit respectable there. Uh, Hopefully, again, in the same way we're looking at guys like Taquan Graham uh, and and Richie Grant, really want to see Ogundeji grow and develop over time. Uh, on that note, Darren Hall, um, he got 17 snaps in this game in the slot. Uh, he and Richie Grant split those duties. And in those 17 snaps, he registered a 60.7 overall grade, 79.4 as a tackler, 60.5 in coverage. Uh, so not a bad day for that rookie draft pick as well. Um, overall, obviously the grades at the top were fantastic and play players like Jalen Hawkins really sort of turned this game around, killed drives. AJ Terrell, of course, you know, even though he had the one pass interference penalty called against him, which I think was you know a little bit borderline. It, it made sense. He needs to get his head turned around, but a little bit ticky tack on that. Um, these guys really helped to cement this game for the defense, not necessarily a fantastic performance from them. Obviously the Jets still scored 20. Um, but 
I would say overall what we're seeing is several young guys stepping up, getting more snaps, uh, beginning to do something with those snaps. Uh, and obviously, on a day where Grady Jarrett is one of the guys in the middle of the pack and not having a great game, when you can still um, hold down the fort enough that you shut down the Jets uh, on this day, that is something to potentially build off of. And again, yes, I know it's the Jets. You don't have to tell me. Many of you have uh, come after me on Twitter about you know my enthusiasm over this win. The Falcons came in with a lot of missing pieces, all right? They came in with uh, their two starting receivers out. They came in with their really good slot cornerback, Isaiah Oliver, you know, out for the year. Um, Avery Williams, his backup out for the year. Eric Harris, or I'm not, sorry, Avery Williams is not out for the year. He was out for the game. Eric Harris out for the game, one of your starting safeties. Uh, this obviously in Marlon Davidson, one of our rotational defensive linemen still out. Uh, the Falcons had a lot to deal with in this game. And to only give up 20 points um, with everything that they had in front of them, I think is a decent result. Obviously, uh, Zach Wilson helped uh, keep the, the Jets offense from being proficient on the day. Uh, but the, the, the Falcons defense did enough that I think that they deserve a little bit of a pat on the back. Certainly a lot to work on. And we don't want to get uh, too optimistic that they are going to have more growing pains as the season goes along. But I think we're beginning to see some of these young guys pay off just a little bit, just a little bit. So let's keep that optimism going as we go into the bye week. Uh, we will be back in two weeks, hopefully, hopefully to recap another win uh, and the stats coming out of our game against the Miami Dolphins in two weeks. Um, all right, guys. As for me, you can follow me on Twitter at FalcoholicDW. You can find updates for this podcast at FalcoholicPod. And of course, our articles daily at thefalcoholic.com. This is David Walker. Thank you guys for listening in. We'll talk with you next time.